You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, baby, let's recap the Senior Bowl today on this Tuesday edition of Locked on Lions with Jim Nagy. Yes, the GOAT from the Reese's Senior Bowl and the executive director of the game is going to join us here on Locked on Lions on this a Tuesday, February 8th and a Wednesday, February 9th. Matt Derry with you. Thanks for joining us on Locked on Lions today. And we're brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Excited to have Jim on today. Uh, we're going to ask him all about the quarterbacks and some of the guys that stood out and everything else. So nobody knows the Senior Bowl like Jim. He runs the game, he does a great job, and we'll get him on before the draft as well to uh, analyze players because that's what Jim does. Former scout, of course, and Lions fan. His dad. Uh, I believe still lives up in Traverse City. So we'll talk to Jim momentarily on the program. Also today, some coordinator news for the Lions. It has not been made official yet, but all reports say, and this is not a surprise, Ben Johnson, the team's tight ends coach, is going to be the team's offensive coordinator. Now, if you've been following the Lions for the last 50 or 60 years, you know that this is on-brand Lions. And I'm not ripping Ben Johnson. And we, we told you months ago this was going to happen, but... It's just, it is classic that the Lions do. This is what they always do. Oh, we got an assistant coach that we really like. We're going to elevate to OC. You know, know, Jim Bob Cooter, oh, we're going to elevate him. Joe Lombardi, we're going to elevate him. This is what the Lions always do. I would have loved to have seen them interview a ton of different candidates, but Ben Johnson was getting the job, and Dan Campbell's still going to call the plays. So this this is where this is. I'm not ripping it. I'm just telling you the facts. Number two. Uh, Aubrey Pleasant, who did a whale of a job with the team's defensive backs, who was famously known for screaming in the face of Jeffrey Okuda during an early season game and putting his finger in his face and telling him to do your job. Uh, Aubrey Pleasant might be leaving. The Lions right now are keeping all of their assistant coaches, which is great because the staff did a pretty good job with not a lot of talent. But uh, according to various reports, the Vikings... Uh, interviewed Aubrey Pleasant over the weekend for their defensive coordinator job. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, the Rams uh, OC and quarterbacks coach, is going to be the new head coach of the Vikings. He and Pleasant work together with the Rams. And so it's down to three. Aubrey Pleasant, who is the Lions DB's coach. Anthony Weaver, um, who I believe is with the Ravens. And Bears former Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai. Also, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, also up for the job. So Anthony Weaver, Desai, and Pleasant. Jeff Risden, our man from the Lions Wire, says he's heard from sources Pleasant's going to get the job. And that wouldn't surprise anybody. Everybody raves about Aubrey. Uh, The players love playing for him. um, And he did a heck of a job. And this is a good sign for the Lions. And here's why. You don't want Aubrey Pleasant to leave. But this means you have actual staffers. Actual assistance that other teams want. It's refreshing. <laughs> you know, Hank Fraley interviewed for the Bengals' uh, O-line job a few years ago. Teams were interested in Fraley. And he's done such a good job. He's gotten raises, and he stayed with Detroit. This shows that you have 
a competent staff when other teams are looking to pluck guys away. So the Lions can't block Pleasant from getting this job if it's an upgrade from going from DB's coach to D.C. We'll see what happens um, in Minnesota. All right, let's get Jim Nagy on here and talk a little draft and senior bowl with Jim. What about Malik Willis? Can we BMH? Can we bring Malik here? Is that possible without having to draft him at number two? We'll find out coming up next. Matt Derry here from Locked On Lions to tell you about the incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and that is Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just by downloading the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play, do it right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up. Cash back. Don't pay full price the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app, use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. And hey, we got NBA trade deadline coming up. We got the Pistons playing tonight. Uh, I haven't looked at the wing schedule, but, you know, hockey, basketball, it's all happening right now. And that means you can bet on games. College hoops tonight, too, with Michigan and Michigan State playing. Go to betonline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the big game, which is coming up this weekend. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline is up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Do it now at BetOnline. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. It's not as easy as it used to be getting a hold of this guy. He has become a legend, especially here in Detroit. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, the Reese's Senior Bowl, joins me here on Locked on Lions. Jim, how are you, my friend? I'm great, Matt. I'm great. Uh, Appreciate you having me back on. Love coming on with you. Love it, man. Like I said, I mean... Yeah, you know, the Lions have been down there a bunch lately. Uh, you and I always talk, and 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 boy, just the Senior Bowl continues to get rave reviews. Congrats on a great week. Oh no, thank you, man. It's uh, it was great having that, this new Lions staff down. I really enjoyed uh, you know working with Brad Holmes and and Dan Campbell a little bit, um, and, and a lot with Deuce Daly was great. Got to meet Chris Spielman, which was cool for a kid that grew up loving the Lions during during Chris's era. Um, but no, they were, they were, they were awesome, man. I think, uh, I think Deuce Daly's going to be a head coach here pretty soon. He was really impressive guy meeting Aaron Glenn. I mean, that staff that, uh, that Dan Campbell put together, kudos to him. That they, they really seems like they got the right group in place. And, and I just mentioned this before you came on Aubrey Pleasant already interviewing for the DC job in Minnesota. I mean, that, that says something about your staff when other teams want your guys, right? No question. No, no question. And again, a lot of, a lot of, you know, in terms of how I look at this thing is, is through the lens of senior bowl week and, you know, to the, the energy level that our guys played with during the week, um, you know, just the intensity, the juice, I mean, keeping these guys engaged, it's a long week. Um, it's a taxing week on these guys. And 
there's a lot thrown at them, a, a lot of pressure on them. Um, and, and this staff did an incredible job. I think, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, they've seen it on Lions.com. I haven't had a chance to see what they, if, if their digital team captured it. But Kelvin Shepard uh, gave an incredible impassioned speech on Wednesday after practice. You know, Kelvin played in the Senior Bowl back when he was coming out. Yeah. Um, he was connected to the game. He knows the value of it which was great. I think having a bunch of former players, guys that played in the senior bowl and could speak on, on their experience helped. But, you know, Kelvin was incredible and that's just kind of across the board. All those guys, Antoine Randall, I mean, played in the senior bowl. I, I still remember interviewing Antoine when I was with the scout for the, the Patriots, when he came out of Indiana down here in Mobile. So no, it was, it was, uh, it was a great week with those guys, just ton of energy, uh, positivity, just uh, all across the board. They did a great job. And as somebody that, that follows the Lions as closely as you do, and I know you you, you knew the previous regime uh, and worked with them in this game just a couple of years ago, but what does it say about Dan Campbell? And, and you know, is this is this rebuild going to be a, a faster one than slower based on what they've done so far? It could be, you know. Um, just watching a couple of the late-season games, I really don't get to watch a lot during the college season because I'm so – you know, focused on what we're, we're doing with this roster. But I did once, once we got into this December, um, saw some of their late season stuff. And, uh, obviously have my dad up there in, in Traverse city watching the games for me too. But, uh, you know, just to see the way that they kept fighting and competing and, and won some games late in the season, um, kept that team on board, got some young guys playing, you know, aim, you know, uh, St. Brown and, uh, you know, Iffy, Ifatu Malafanu, who's down here. I mean, just talking to some of the, some of the guys on the staff, what the young guys are excited about, um, it looks like they're looks like they're turning the corner. And uh, this in this draft will be big. This draft will be big. You know, this will this was a great week down here. They can hopefully identify a couple cornerstone pieces to build with. I mean, that's what they're really looking for: some building block pieces. And uh, and then yeah, it could accelerate going into next year. Now that now that everyone knows kind of what's going on on both sides of the ball, they got schemed down. They're not going to be thinking about it, thinking as much on the field. I think that's why you saw that kind of late season kind of surge, uh, especially when Dan took over the play calling and all that. So, yeah, they, they could have a lot of momentum riding into uh, riding into 2022. Our buddy Jim Nagy with us from the Reese's Senior Bowl. The executive director does a fantastic job. Of course, we touched on the game a little bit yesterday. Jim promised he'd come on, and here he is. All right, let, let's just start with this. I, I want to get to some guys that I've heard from inside the building, really the Lions liked. But let's start with the quarterbacks because I've never seen a year at your game where the you know you had a group of quarterbacks everybody knew and we talked about them and everybody's talked about them but nobody really thought man this is not a there's no no top ten guys in here did anybody distinguish themselves in your mind from that quarterback group and as you watched the whole week yeah it is a different year Matt you know there there's not a Justin Herbert in this group or you know or a Josh Allen or. You know, someone like that, but it is a unique year. We had six of the top seven. Uh, Matty Corral from Ole Miss is the only guy we didn't get because he was a junior and didn't graduate. But, uh, you know, outside of Bailey Zapp, the other five guys are all carrying first-round grades. I've talked to multiple teams that have first-round grades on everyone from Carson Strong up to Kenny Pickett and, and all these guys. So, uh, And they all had their moments during the week, I'll say that. Like, there wasn't a standout from beginning to end. A uh, bunch of them played well in the game. You know, Kenny Pickett only had the one drive, but he was 6-6. Six six. Uh, Desmond Ritter threw a couple touchdowns late. Malik Willis did a nice job with his legs. 
uh, you know, Sam Howell actually, I mean, he, he had to run the ball a bit, ran in a touchdown. So, um, they all, they all had their moments. I would say that I think, uh, Malik Willis, if you, if you're, you know, talking about top 10 guys and guys that could really go up that high, uh, there's a lot of talk about Malik coming out of the week. And I just say this, if, uh, Trey Lance went third overall last year, there's no reason to think that Malik couldn't get up into the top 10 because the reason you were dra- you'd be drafting, uh, Trey Lance up there high, uh, is the same reason why you'd be interested in Malik Willis is because they've got a bunch of stuff you can't coach. They've got all the raw tools. Uh, Malik really showed that off. We had, we had a Wednesday practice out in the, in the inclement weather. Uh, it was never pouring. It was kind of a light, steady rain all afternoon. Never stopped though, but there were some winds. Um, and Deuce wanted to keep those guys out in it. I went to him between practices and, you know, said, coach, what do you want to do here? Um, let's talk through this. And, you know, I think it's a good evaluative tool for the, for the teams to see these guys throw in those conditions and, and Malik, uh, to see Malik's ball cut through the wind, uh, with no problem. We, you know, we had the balls chipped with the, the zebra technology stuff that the NFL uses. That's the NFL's, uh, data collection, uh, partner. So in Malik, all the QB metric ball stuff. I mean, he was off the charts and all of it. Uh, even historically over the last five, six, seven years, we've been associated with zebra. I mean, his, his, his max velocity, all that stuff was, was off the charts. So I think Malik would be a guy. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of interesting Kenny Pickett. We'll see how high he can go. He's just a guy that plays the position really, really well. And then, uh, you know, and Desmond Ritter, I thought, I thought quietly had a really nice week. He, he probably was the most consistent of all the guys. When you see these mocks, I know sometimes you laugh, and you and I have talked about it. Other, sometimes you say it's pretty accurate. But when you see these mocks saying, all right, Detroit at 31 or 32, depending on what happens this weekend, uh, Malik could fall there. Would you be, like, stunned if he, wasn't, if he was there for the Lions with their second first-round pick? Yeah, I'd be pretty, I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised um, if Malik were so. There's just too much to work with, and he's a re, and he's a really good kid, um, really good young man. I should say. I should. I don't like using the word kid. Um, you know, kind of softer spoken. He's one of those guys that there's something about him that that his teammates gravitate to. So, um, just seeing him win over his teammates over the course of the week, when we announced that he was voted practice player of the week by by his team's defense, you know, the guys that went up against him, the quarterbacks, we have everyone on the defense vote. So like, if you're a, if you're a wide out, we only have corners vote for you and safeties. Um, but if you're the quarterback, the entire defense. And, and when we know, when I announced that at the, at the uh, award ceremony on Friday afternoon and see, and just saw the response from the teammates, as opposed to maybe some of the other guys, um, there's something to this guy, man. There's something to him. So for him to be there at 31, I would. I'd be surprised. Let's get more into uh, in depth with some of these uh, guys and some of the players that uh, stood out with Jim Nagy. We'll do that coming up next. First, though, RockAuto.com. You know them. Look, you're buying auto. You're buying auto parts. Don't go to the store anymore. Save time and save money with our friends at RockAuto.com. Why choose to spend 30 percent, 50 percent, even 100 percent more from the same parts? You can get the same parts from a chain store where you can do it online at rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They've got everything you need. It's easy. Just go to rockauto.com. Go to the website now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I'm back on Locked On Lions. Matt Derry with Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Game, of course, was played this past Saturday in Mobile. 
Uh, great job, uh, too, by the crew, Jim, Andrew Siciliano, and DJ, and Charles Davis. I thought the broadcast was awesome. Tom Pellicero interviewing Campbell during the game. I mean, could have asked for a better presentation all week, you know? No, those those guys are awesome. Unfortunately, I don't get to see it. <laughs> right. Um, the, 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 the network is. They've, they've sent us kind of a melt of the game, um, and then they're going to send us a copy of the, the TV copy to look at. We, lo- we always love doing that as a staff. So, no, those guys are great. I mean, DJ and I, um, we're on the road together as scouts. I've known him forever. He doesn't. He's made an incredible transition to the media side. Charles Davis is one of the uh, one of the best guys in the TV business. Actually, brought him in. Uh, brought him in that locker room. Brought him in that American locker room before the game, and he wanted to connect with his Tennessee Vols. So uh, we grabbed the the three guys, Alante Taylor and Valus Jones and Cade Mays, and introduced them to, to Charles in the locker room. And, and Andrew Andrew's a pro. He's awesome too. So no, they're we're lucky they get to cover that we we get them to cover our game. They're uh, they're great. Heard the Lions and a lot of teams were really interested and liked what they saw from Christian Watson, the wide receiver from North Dakota State. Tell me what you saw. Uh, yeah, Christian is a uh, he's got he's got all the tools. He is a six four, two hundred and ten pound kid, really smooth moving guy. One of those guys that doesn't doesn't always look like he's he's running fast, but he's actually rolling. It's just easy for him, uh, which is when you're when you're trying to play corner and you're playing off coverage, for instance, like he comes off the line and he's not straining and he's not, he, you know, he kind of looks at you like he's just kind of gliding out to you. And the next thing you know, he's running by you. So um, he was he was played at a different speed at, at the FCS level, um, totally different speed. Uh, it was it was like the varsity kid that went out there to play with the freshman team or something. I mean, so to see him ramp up down here um, and still show that speed again, some of his zebra technology numbers were really good. Um He's just got a lot of upside. I think that the last thing that, and I think he showed it down here, his hands are getting better. Uh, catch consistency was better. That, that's been an issue over his time at North Dakota State, but it looks like he's cleaning that up and working really hard at it. So, uh, you know, two or three years down the road, I think he's got a chance to be a, a really good starter in the league. And I know that I know they're fired up about St. Brown there. Um, but to add a, a perimeter field stretcher um, that can also run with it, they did a lot of that with him at North Dakota State, you know, just being creative, getting the ball to him quick, lining up in the backfield even some. Um, he's got run skills. So uh, could be a really cool playmaker for Detroit, you know, a couple years down the road here. What about Connor Hayward, a local kid, obviously, Michigan State? Uh, Dan Campbell uh, beaming about him as sort of an H-back, fullback, maybe a second tight end with Hawkinson. Uh, he, he made a name for himself, did he not, last week? Yeah, I love Connor, man. I lo- lo- love him. Um, great guy. He was actually training down close by here in Pensacola, Florida, about an hour away, and we, we did a community service day over there a couple weeks ago leading into our game week so i got to know connor there but yeah i mean tight end's gonna be tough for him um at the next level because he's you know only six one and change so from a length perspective like matching up on the end of the line is going to be difficult against some of the defensive ends in that league but as a move player um whatever you want to call him an f or an h i mean he he can do all that stuff you know really athletic i think this thing that stands out most about connor i mean besides the fact that he has a running back background so you know he can carry it uh, his ability to to adjust to the football down the field is uh is different for a guy that's that's kind of made a living out of the backfield he he's a guy that can get down the field he can go up and play the ball in the air 
um, really good body control so he can make those leaping adjustments and then hit the ground and, and balance up and keep running. Uh, so just to, in any, any, you know, for that position, what usually kills those guys from an overall team value is what they do on special teams. They're usually not athletic enough to be a core special teams player. And, and I think all the Spartan fans in the state have watched Connor Hayward enough. He's more than athletic to, to play in the kicking game. So, um, He'll be dressing on Sundays for somebody next year and, and will have a role just because he's so versatile. Um, yeah, and he had a really nice week down here. He really did. Jimmy, everybody said uh, Jermaine Johnson was easily the best player there, so much so that he opted out to, to not even play in the game on Saturday. Um, what was your take on, on what he did? And did, did he put, up, uh, put enough on tape? And how do they tell you that they're not going to play in the game? Like, what goes on with that? Well, he didn't really opt out. Trust me, we've had a couple of those over the years. Um, Jermaine, Jermaine had an injury uh, oh, okay. on Wednesday's practice. He had an ankle, and he stayed in town. He was he stayed in town until Friday night, and he was really going to try to work through it and get back to play. But uh, and trust me, there are there have been guys where I've gotten agent phone calls, and they're just pulling out of the week, and that wasn't the case with Jermaine. Um, and again, I don't know if he had the I don't know if he was the best player down here, but he he certainly had a really good week. He was one of the better players for sure. Uh, you know, with Jermaine, he's a guy that's a you know he was he was buried at Georgia. You know, you look at that team last year with Ojolari and Adam Anderson and some of the guys that he was playing behind are high end high end players. But so he felt stuck. He goes to Florida State. And, uh, you know, with, with the increased reps, I think he played four times as many snaps this year for the Seminoles than he did the year before in Athens. And uh, the guy's the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. So just need, he needed to find a home where he could, where he could get more reps, and he found that uh, for in Tallahassee this year. And what he's got, he's, uh, he's a powerful guy. So he, he can go speed to power as a pass rusher. He, he's coordinated as a pass rusher. He's a little linear as an athlete. Uh, like in space, you know, in terms of like, are we going to drop this guy and have, because he's got potential to play outside linebacker. Um, I don't see that as much for Jermaine, but he is really explosive going straight ahead, which is great for a pass rusher. Um, he has power in his hands and he goes, this dude is relentless. If you're going to be a, a elite pass rusher at that level, you got to have that. Um, and when he gets around the quarterback, he's disruptive. So, um, yeah, he, he really showed out in one-on-one periods, and I think that's the easiest part for most fans to evaluate. I think that that's where all the buzz was created on Jermaine is he had some really nice one-on-one reps. But uh, just being around him, he's he's a competitive guy. He plays hard. Um, probably a fringe first-round guy coming into the week. Like, not a within the league, like the lead, the teams didn't all have him. He wasn't a slam-dunk first-round pick. Uh, there was a lot, you know, a lot of second round grades with the teams we spoke to. But uh, now I would be like you asked me about Malik. Will he be there at 31? Um, it, it's going to be interesting. I think he's firmly a first round pick now. Like he, to me, I, I, he at least got himself in the 20s somewhere. So if Detroit wanted to sit there with that second pick and get him, I don't, I don't know if they'd be able to do that. What well, you know, the Lions need safeties. Um, Tracy Walker's a free agent. I think he'll come back, but you know, I'm not sold on Will Harris at that other safety spot. I know Kirby Joseph had a good week, the kid from Baylor. What did you see from that safety group uh, down at Mobile? Yeah, not a great year to need safeties. Um, and our, our group did a nice job. We actually invited um, – we went really heavy at corner because of the, the you know, scarcity of safeties this year. We went, we went really heavy at corner. I want to say we were – we were 14 corners and eight 
safeties, I believe, was the number breakdown there. But yeah, the, the two you mentioned, they're very, they're very different. Um, so I don't know exactly what Detroit's looking for. Kirby is, uh, again, a one-year starter at Illinois. Wasn't even a starter to start the season. So he was really late getting on our radar. He was late getting on the NFL radars. Um, he's a guy that a lot of people up until December thought might be going back to school. Um, so that's the kind of late bloomer we're talking about with, with Kirby. But he's got true center field ability. He has range back there. He's comfortable back there. Uh, good eyes. He can anticipate. He's got He's got good ball skills. And he's not afraid to come up and, and hit. I mean, you'll see him up there in the box, and there, there's no he's, – he's got some dog in him now. He's a kid from Orlando, Florida. Those guys, those guys play hard down there uh, typically. So, yeah, Kirby had a nice week. When he looks fast on tape, you know, getting from, getting from the post outside the hash and, and making plays, but, but he looks faster in person, which is, which is a pretty cool trait to have. I love guys that look faster when, when you see them live. And then, and then Jalen Petrie from Baylor um, has been one of my favorite players in this class for a long time, going back to when I first laid eyeballs on him about a year ago now. Um, different player, more of a box guy, um, was more of an apex kind of uh, space, uh, almost almost nickelish um, type player for Baylor. And uh, excellent blitzer, bursty athlete, can really short and close, uh, close in a short area, will hit you. Um, good tackler, so different player than Kirby Joseph. He is more, if you're thinking about, like Buddha Baker-ish type of guy. Yeah. Um, not the biggest guy, but, man, he packs a punch, and he's just a, he's just a really instinctive playmaking dude. Final thing, two years ago, I think it was two years ago, you and I were doing the same show at the same time, and I said, give me, give me a guy you, you're, you fell in love with in the week, and you said, Matt, Jeremy Chin is going to be a star. You were pretty close. I mean, he's been fantastic for Carolina. Is there that guy this year for you? Um, yeah, there's a few. Yeah, and Chin was runner-up for defensive player or rookie of the year that year. <laughs> you did great on that call, Jim. I loved it. Uh, there, 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 there is a few. I would say, uh, you know, I really like Damian Pierce, the running back from Florida. You know, we I took some heat last year for inviting Chris Evans down here from Michigan with only I think Chris had like 17 carries. Now Damien had like 80 this year, but he still played in a heavy rotation for the Gators. Um, but he's an NFL back, Matt. That's the best way I can say it. Like he, he'll never leave the field. He can pass protect. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's kind of got that ideal body type, running back body type. He's five nine ish. You know, 220 pounds. Uh, real thick in his lower half, hard to get on the ground, runs behind his pads, has some, you know, runs violent. So Damien had a, a really nice week, um, you know, just kind of looking across the board. Um, you know, Travis Jones from UConn had a really good week um, on the interior D line. He was got a lot of votes for practice player of the week. And then, uh, you know, I don't know what the offensive offensive line situation is like up there now in terms of depth, but Zion Johnson is is a guy that was probably the top-rated guard for most people coming into the Senior Bowl from Boston College. He came down here and he snapped all week at center. Um, the guy, the guy, had never done it in a competitive situation in his life. He was he was showing up for practice early. He was staying late after practice and you know working on shotgun snaps. I mean, this guy is intangibles are off the charts intelligence is off the charts um he he mature beyond his years when you talk to him you feel like you're talking to a 35 year old guy um so i think zion solidified himself as a first round pick um but now that he can do two positions um 
is really going to help him. He reminds me of Rodney Hudson, and I say that. we I was in Kansas City when we picked Rodney in the second round out of Florida State. And now he's, you know, you know, however many Pro Bowls later, you know, Rodney's had an incredible career. Um, Zion reminds me of Rodney when he was coming out. Jim, we always love uh, catching up with you. We'll do it again around draft time, of course, with your work with uh, ESPN as well as a draft analyst. Thanks so much. Congrats on the success. And uh, we'll do it again soon. All right, Matt. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on as always. And uh, go Lions. Jim Nagy with us, executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. What a job that uh, he has done uh, with that game. Joining us here on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network on this, a Tuesday. Um, we're, we're chasing down Connor Hayward. We're going to hopefully get him on either today or uh, tomorrow or Thursday, I should say. But uh, thanks for making us your first listen right here on this a Tuesday edition of Locked On Lions.